we, especially women who are driven and strong, we're control freaks. We have a clear vision, 12 step plan. It's gonna look like this and it's gonna feel like this. And it's not gonna look or feel like any of that. I like to say now God does the details. Like I had a clear vision and it, it changed and it never <laughs> looked the way I thought it would look. So you gotta be flexible and you gotta be willing to allow yourself to evolve. Let go of the illusion of security and let go of thinking that you know what it's going to be. Just center on that why and let that be your North Star. And I like that you talked about the whole idea of allowing, yeah. like, like how to very much just sort of let go. Talk about your point of attraction. I am huge in that space, mm -hmm. but really getting yourself aligned enough that like, hey, this is the path. I know what I see for myself, but then allowing because it might show up differently. If you are trying to mold and script every mm. particular piece. Yes. One, it's exhausting. Seriously amazing things happen when you are open to the unexpected and amazing things happen when our resistance to it decreases. And now I know I this I, I really know this sounds super meta, but my guest Casey and I talked about this very thing amongst a sea of other components of identity and being multi-passionate. Casey Wilson, she brings 15 plus years of experience focusing on social justice and business leadership in higher education, nonprofit, and tech industries with a specialty in helping startups and scale-ups build out their operations and processes. She is a communications expert and a virtual remote work enthusiast. You can already imagine just the shape that our conversation took. So stay with it. We'll get into it after the theme song. So the big question is this, how do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things? doing what excites us, and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible? That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears, and welcome to Ambition, Honey, and Hustle. lived and breathed corporate America until I realized my ability to make an impact was limited by the corporation's four walls. So I decided to make my own rules, uncover economic independence without limits and impact without boundary. Now my team and I are helping other women to do the same thing on the daily. So if you're a woman in corporate America and this feels like a path you're ready to travel, then go ahead and grab the free training at thrivein90days.com. Your time, it's right now. excited to have on the show today someone who again I met on social media like almost all of my guests <laughs> but I'm just excited to talk with her and just hear her perspective so Casey Imam Wilson welcome to the show thank you Candice I'm excited to be here cool so you know when you and I 
first met, I got a chance to just understand a little bit more about you. And I remember as we were having our conversation, because you're, you're big in the diversity space, DNI, all this stuff. As we were having our conversation, I was like, oh, this conversation needs to come on to the podcast. <laughs> so to start, Talk to me a little bit about just your why for what you do from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Yeah, well, I mean, I think for a lot of us who are entrepreneurs, it's something that's always been in us, you know? And so that's certainly the case for me. I come from a line of people and I think we as Black women in general, you know, you have that hustle spirit. You know, we, we're used to as a people making something from nothing, you know, faking it till we make it, making it happen by any means necessary, right? And so I remember being a little girl doing nails, selling little trinkets here and there and never really utilizing the language of entrepreneurs, just being something that I did on the side or like happy hobbies. I still use that term today. And so... I honestly would say I'm one of those who resisted being an entrepreneur, both in terms of using the label and just as a, as an identity, I always aspired to, you know, more traditional path, having a nine to five stable career, waking up, putting on my work clothes, going to work. And just, that was the flow I always envisioned. My father, both of my parents are educators and I worked in higher ed and thought that that's what I was going to be doing, just sort of following that traditional path. And it just never worked out. You know, the universe has always blocked it. And I have never not been doing something sort of on the side or running a venture simultaneously, even when I was pursuing that career path. And so, you know, my why at this point really centers on and has always truly centered on my identity and just making sure that I'm building a legacy and working in service of a mission and vision that I believe in, right? And it's not to say they're not uh, amazing companies out there doing amazing work. And I happen to work for some of those companies now, even to this day, but just from so many perspectives, the importance of having something and just, we, I think are in a space where we're seeing the importance of building and owning now more than ever before. And that's certainly what continues to propel me forward along this path. Mm. So now talk about, you talked about resisting, like you resisted mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. That was not my path. That wasn't even like the model. Like it was, that wasn't the path. Yeah. But knowing that you have until this day still have so many ventures and things going on like at what point did you say yeah let me just give in to this part because i don't know it just is what it is probably like yesterday <laughs> honestly i mean i have always like you said though i think resistance is a good word right that label of entrepreneur i think it has a lot of baggage i think it's like i'm i'm personally i'm someone who was anti-trend so even if it's something i like if i see a lot of people running to something i'm like let me go the opposite direction and i think because of social media and the power we have at our fingertips now everybody and their mom for better or for worse is an entrepreneur is starting a business is a this or a that and there there's nothing wrong with that right but i think there's a responsibility when we adopt certain and labels and when we position ourselves out there as as leaders in a space to really be able to back it up with the experience and so in my case that certainly contributed to wanting to just 
say, yeah, I've always run businesses. I've always started companies. I've been in this space of helping other people run businesses and start companies, but I also uh, want people to know that it's okay if that's not your thing. <laughs> I think there's sort of um, this idolizing that starts to happen around this idea of being an entrepreneur. And, you know, I haven't uh, achieved this certain level if I'm not working for myself. And the truth is that's not for everybody, you know, working for yourself, running your own business, whether it's a bakery or a consultancy <laughs> or a law firm is not for everybody. And we need everyone leveraging their collective gifts and skills. And we need people who are who are able to sort of be in that service mode, right? And come and help build the vision. And I enjoy that work. I That's part of the resistance too, is I enjoy being sort of the stage manager, right? Behind the scenes. That's why to this day, I do operations and strategy work is I like being sort of the, the puppet master, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so not wanting to be out in front because I know the burden and the responsibility and the work that comes with that is certainly part of why I have up until relatively recently, I would say this year really just resisted fully adopting and just owning my identity as an entrepreneur. And that's such an interesting perspective, Casey, because you don't always hear that path of like, hey, first off, full realization that there is a lot that comes along with that word, not just some Instagram photos and some some hashtags, right? There's a lot that goes there. But even your awareness of like, yeah, I love this and I love this. Mm -hmm. And those are all like fantastic and, and wonderful. And they help make me me, right? It's just me living it fully expressed. So now let me ask you this, you know, so often I'm talking to women who are, you know, they're on their path, they're building their business, they want to fully be on their own. Mm -hmm. And they're struggling so much just in terms of this day job is running my life. (laughs) When am I going to find the time and all? How have you been able to just sort of balance to have best of both worlds? Well, first of all, and I'll provide a little framing for people who are listening in. So I started my first company when I was a college student, my first official, you know, officially registered business and nonprofit. And I had a simultaneous path working in higher education and also working with other startups as a consultant and freelancer. Currently, I do have a full-time job. I also own a consultancy and I'm also a partner in another startup and a director of communications and strategy at a another startup. So I say that and I I have a (laughs) two-year-old and a husband (laughs) and lots of other, you know, personal passions and things. And so I present that information to say that where there's a will, there's a way. People will treat you how you let them treat you. I was talking to my best friend uh, yesterday and she is someone who's sort of been trying to strike out on her own, follow her her bliss, but has struggled to extricate herself from, from higher ed. And that's where we met working in higher ed together. And she made a comment that, yeah, I got to get out of, you know, current university where I'm working at because it's, it's taking my soul. And I said, well, as long as you're willing to give it, they'll be willing to take it. You best believe. That is so true. It's not, I don't have time. I make time. And that goes for anything, whether it's a wellness journey, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a hobby, whatever. (laughs) I don't say that to minimize the struggle there because I get it, right? I think that where perhaps there are weaknesses for some of us around planning, around strategizing, it's not just something that just comes, you know, some people look 
can walk into a, a cluttered mess and see opportunity and, and their brain just works that way. And my brain works that way. Right. And so it's been easy for me in that regard to be able to, to manage all of the different pieces and see how they fit together and where I can fit this in and where I can fit that in. Another part of this though, and I'm actually writing a book about this is around increasing your capacity. Right. And so what does that mean? It's like a muscle you have to work at its simplest. The more you do, I think the more you find yourself able to do right when you're used to just operating at a certain level that becomes your new normal. So when you're used to having a lot going on, where you're used to managing five things and, you know, doing that sort of strategy work that's required to wear a lot of hats, that becomes your new norm. And so I often, when I'm talking to myself and trying to level up on in my own journey, I say, okay, Casey, it's time now to increase your capacity. So that could look like doing just taking one small step. So if your day job, you're nine to five, first you got to set some boundaries. Okay. So is it really nine to five or is it nine to nine and, and the weekends, right? Make sure those boundaries are clear. And then that aside, just like you do with budget, right? Like a financial budget, you budget out the rest of your time and say, okay, Maybe I don't have four hours a day to dedicate to my passion project over here. Maybe it's one hour, maybe it's 30 minutes. Maybe I can be listening to a webinar, right? And upskilling while I'm cooking dinner for my family, right? Or maybe on the weekends, I'm carving out an hour of don't bother me time without fail to write up my business plan or to push forward my articles of incorporation or wherever you're at in your journey. Maybe instead of scrolling Facebook, right? Cause that's another thing we don't like to be honest about. We're filling our time with a lot of stuff that's not in service of what we say we ultimately want to do. Right. Watching and everybody so else's life. Hello. <laughs> exactly. And so maybe instead of doing that, I'm shutting down, I'm disabling those apps and I'm only focusing on things that are going to serve me, whether that's connecting with people on LinkedIn, like you or reading, there's a lot of different ways it can look. So mm -hmm. I love talking with other women about this piece and helping people with this piece. And I know there are others out there who are also skilled in it. Get a coach, get a counselor, partner with someone who's, who's been there, done it, or is there and doing it. And so that you all can lift each other up and get some help in that area. Absolutely. You know, I think it was maybe a few weeks ago, there was a theme. So there was last month's theme in my Facebook group that was all about like balance during the transition. Because there's so many questions, again, that come up about time and how do I do this and how do I do that? And I swear, Casey, we are on the same path. When you talked about making time, so I like to call it creating time. Because mm -hmm. the reality is, again, to your point, like if you don't create it in some way, it does not happen. Like don't expect it to just be given to you and then magically, right? It just, it all falls into place. Right. And, and I love how you mentioned that will, like where there's a will, that's a, there's a way. Like that takes away every excuse possible. And yet somehow for some folks, <laughs> They still find this sort of this, this area of, well, ugh, you know, I was up till nine and nine or the entire weekend. I was working on this presentation for work. Uh -huh. Well, you allowed your boundaries to go into that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I saw a quote or something one day, some, it was out there on social media said beyond you have just as many hours in the day as Beyonce has. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. it, it's, I mean, 
I always say sort of facetiously to my friends and stuff when we're talking about any topics, it doesn't matter what you tell me, you know, you can lie to me all day. Don't lie to yourself though, you know, yourself <laughs> if nobody else about this time management piece and about where your priorities really lie. And that's evident in how you allow your time to be used, right? And there's nothing wrong with having, maybe you have whole days that are just set aside to just, you know, BS and just play and 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 scroll social media, or maybe you're better just uh, blocking out an hour a day. But it's about being intentional around that time, and that's the 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 most that's the biggest currency we have is our time, <laughs> if nothing else. I've started recently to really understand the whole time is money thing. And that brings me to the point of you might need to outsource some things. You might need to pay someone, you know, to come and clean your house once every other week. You might need to pay for a HelloFresh or a meal service to free up that time, you know, or meal plan, meal plan, meal prep <laughs> on the weekends. You might need to outsource some things in order to create extra space in your calendar and in your life to really sow into the vision of yourself. I mean, you're not going to be able to do everything all at once. You can have it all, but not all at the same time. <laughs> right. And the thing is too, you know, sometimes people put the hat on, well, I can't really outsource. I can't, nah, I can't really afford to do this. But sometimes it's even thinking about the people who live in your house. Yeah. Like if you- oh my right? Are there with a spouse or with a child, some of the things that you are doing may be fitting tasks for them. <laughs> that is outsourcing too, Hello. Right? getting yourself to a place where, to your point, right? You, you're there to utilize your time for the best purpose, for the best goal, mm -hmm. the best alignment. That is, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a whole other topic, right? Of allocating and delegating in within the household. You know, mm -hmm. I have a friend, the friend I was referencing, she's a single mom. She has three children. She works a full-time job. They're all in school, dealing with all the pandemic stuff and other. And we're in this space of sort of coaching her on a new career path. You know, she wants to make more money. She wants to eventually start a business and, and just have more capacity in her life and, and spaciousness in her life. I told Older, you know, you got a, you've got three kids, one's nine, one's eight and one's four. They should know how to put on a steam up, boil a pot and throw some broccoli in there. Girl. They should be on <laughs> the floor. It should be a well-oiled machine. They should be looking at you for direct, you know, and those little things take time. And so whether if it's a spouse, a partner, they should be sharing in this vision. And this is something that each of you should be taking joy in helping realize, you know, and so there's so many ways it just requires really taking an honest assessment of what am I really investing in right now? If it's not me, that means I'm investing in something else. And it's not about saying, oh no, I just don't want to work for someone else. We've got to be aligned on what is your why? Like you asked me that question, the why can't just be, I want to make more money or I want to, you know, be on my own. Well, it's got to be deeper than that. Right. And so once you're solid on that, the rest will really start to, you'll, you'll be driven to make that time because you'll be excited and clear on a vision. Right. Casey, we are the same. <laughs> I guess that's why we connected. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit, Casey, just about mm -hmm. sort of some of the biggest, maybe challenges that you've faced as you've been navigating and, and managing through your ventures and, and all this stuff? 
There's a lot. Hmm. We just on a business and entrepreneurialism aside, just on a personal level, I mean, we go through things in life, right? I graduated from college when I was 19 (laughs) and just navigating life as a young woman. There were a lot of traumas that I experienced personally. And so just carrying the weight of a lot of those real life experiences that we have while trying to breaking generational curses and moving out of a certain mindsets that we, especially as black people hold that keep us bound and locked into certain ways of being while also trying to level up and get better. And we see the things that we want and have a clear vision and how to just learn how to do things on our own social there was no LinkedIn might have been around it was brand new I think but social media didn't exist in the early 2000s in the way in any of a fraction of the way it does now there was no Instagram and so it really was a matter of you know hitting Google hitting the books figuring out how to start a nonprofit how to register articles of incorporation doing it on my own you know having a job talk about needing a nine to five simultaneously so I could pay for <laughs> my entrepreneurial vision and bringing it to life and so those are the t- types of, of trials and things that you will link encounter and that I certainly encountered many times over. Also, who you're coming into connection with, you know, I think I'm really big on alignment and and spirituality and you have to have your point of attraction strong in order to attract other strong people into your path. And and that is going to shift and grow as you grow. But who you're in partnership and relationship with has a huge bearing on your ultimate su- the success or failure of anything in your life. And so there have been seasons where I've been in partnership with, with people professionally that I thought was going to be, you know, my be all to end all. And it eventually crashed and burned because I, on a, on a moral, ethical, spiritual level, outgrew where that person was at and our visions, you know, and then you're faced with where it's, what's next for me. And I think for me personally, and my personality, one of my biggest struggles has just been that, that flexibility, releasing that resistance. We, especially women who are driven and strong, we're control freaks. We have a clear vision, uh, a 12 step plan. This is what I'm gonna do by this time and this age, and it's gonna look like this, and it's gonna feel like this. And it's not gonna look or feel like any of that. (laughs) I like to say now, God does the details, you know? I have my why and what, but what it looks like and all of the little minutia that I used to be so hung up on and so tightly connected to, I've let it go because if you told me I'd be doing or would have done half the things that I've done at this point, I'd say, no, that's for somebody else. Like I had a clear vision and it, it changed and it never <laughs> looked the way I thought it would look. So you've got to be flexible and you've got to be willing to allow yourself to evolve and let go of the illusion of security and let go of thinking that you okay. know what it's going to be. Just center on that why and let that be your North Star. Mm-hmm. And I like that you talked about that whole idea of just sort of allowing, at least that's what came into my mind. Mm-hmm. Just that whole idea of allowing. Yeah. Like, and I would say that's probably been one of the things that I have learned recently. Mm-hmm. Like how to very much just sort of let go. Like get to, you talk, talk about your point of attraction. I am huge in that space, mm-hmm. right? But really getting yourself aligned enough that you know like, hey, this is the path. I know what I see for myself, but then allowing. Because it might show up differently. Mm -hmm. But if you are trying to mold and script every Mm. particular piece, one, it's exhausting. (laughs) 
that's, that's the first thing. But then sometimes you're just getting in the way. You get in the way, and that's why you ain't got no time to do your entrepreneurial <laughs> venture because you're so busy trying to control every little thing and and make everything perfect and do it's too much, you know. And of course, leaning on wisdom that's out there. I mean, without reading, without the wisdom of people like Brene Brown, and her work was transformative for me when I needed it. When she talks about the being stuck in that the hustle of pleasing, performing, and perfecting, and and have and, you know all around vulnerability and shame and. So so many other people out there, you know, the wisdom is out there. It's just, are you well willing to receive it? And until you're really ready and you know, are you really, really ready? Like, do you just like the idea of working for yourself, but you're really not ready for all of the work and the labor and the, and the, the, the investment and all of the things that comes with it. And that's okay. You don't got to tell me, you don't got to tell Candace, just be honest with yourself. <laughs> No one's keeping score here. You know, it might not be this year. It might not be the next five years, but when you're really ready, you will start to see those things fall into play, fall into place because you'll be putting that time investment where it needs to be. Right. And it really is a, it's a holistic thing, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's not just one piece. It's that mental readiness. Of course, start to get yourself prepared financially. Doesn't mean you need to have all the finances in the world to start, but to get yourself prepared. That's another mental evolution. When you get excited about investing in your business, you get excited about paying to get the support that you need to get to the next level. Those are like maturity steps. Oh yeah. And it's, it's amazing to me. And again, I, I see folks as they are, Hey, I'm ready to leave and get out. And like, I need to know my path. And sometimes I, I don't even know what I want to do, but I kind of start there. There's so much of that mental we talk about that allowing, we talk about getting to that place. You know, did you, Casey, as you were raising up your ventures, did you sort of see for yourself like the major mental shifts that you kind of maybe evolved into? Like, are there strong points where you're like, yep, I definitely turned a corner there? <laughs> Absolutely, because there were conscious choices to turn the corner. It didn't just happen. I said, what I've been doing is not working. <laughs> the way I've been doing it is not yielding me the results that I want. So let me just surrender. I'm going to surrender at this point. And okay, I thought this next thing was going to be the thing. It was not it, or it was it for a time and it's run its course. Let me surrender to what's next. And the answers have always revealed themselves, you know, in that time, because I've had an open hand. I've said, okay, what's next? I know at now I accept that it's not going to look the way I thought it was going to look. I, I know and accept now it's not about the package it comes in. You know, it's what is my, my bottom line is leveraging my gifts and my skills and my talents in service of XYZ mission. And as long as you're doing that, what difference does it make with the packages? Right. And so if you find yourself stumbling and tripping and falling time and time again, because you're continuing to get caught up in what it looks like, and you've said it a couple times, this, this statement that's made of, I just want to get out of here. You're not going to attract the life you want or the business that you want with an escape mentality, right? There's a qualitative difference between leaving something I'm trying to get out of, I'm trying to escape from, and going to something better, right? Just the words themselves feel different. I'm trying to run, I'm trying to escape, I'm trying to get out, I'm trying to leave. And I have never attracted my next best thing from that space. 
you know, you've got to do the work there where you're at, because no matter where you go, you're going to take you with you and you will recreate the same conditions that you're in. And it's worse to recreate it when you're on your own and all of your uh, well-being and lifestyles dependent upon it versus someone else's paycheck, right? So might as well get it right now and do that work now and shift that mindset. The grass isn't greener. It's just different, different type of grass. Mm -hmm. And so grow where you're planted. And if where you're planted right now is a nine to five, start upskilling within that space, start learning the skills, be, be a boss in that space that you're in, start dressing like you want to dress, start doing the type of work you want to do, volunteer in, within your organization. If you're in a, an HR role and you hate it and your ultimate goal is really to get into accounting, start saying, hey, accounting uh, department, or, do you have some opportunities, some projects I can plug into? You know, If it's something outside of your industry, I've been a, in like five different industries. So don't let anybody tell you that you have to stick with an industry. That's not true, right? there's more education out there, YouTube, university, Coursera, you can learn, you can get a whole degree damn near for free, you know? And so you can grow where you're planted right now. And so the idea that this job is what's holding you back is demonstrative of a mindset that a mindset shift that has to take place before you can really attract what you want. Yeah, absolutely. I have people sometimes say, well, you know, I would be where I want to be if it wasn't for this job. And I always say, well, so tomorrow, if the job went away and you didn't have to worry about it, then what? <laughs> is that is that really it, right? Or is there is there more? And I'm really glad that you brought up that whole idea of leaving something versus going towards something. Because I think that also gets back to when we talk about law of attraction, point of attraction. You know, I had somebody the other day that, of course, right, it, it's the job is in my way. It's this, 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 that. When you begin to have even a morsel of gratitude for where you are, and that thankfulness that that job is now helping you build the empire that you're going towards. And every day you now have the opportunity to build more and more like that attraction starts yeah. to change versus, oh my gosh, I hate this. And I don't have time and you don't have more time <laughs> and you don't have more time. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that is, that is totally true, right? Understanding wh what you're going towards and, and having that be that rock that you hold on to. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah, one of the things that I'm not sure where I first heard it, but it's a mantra that I hold on to is what you resist persists. What you give your attention to, you're watering that seed. And so when you're re truly ready, we it's easy, I think, as women, I know for me to think of this in sort of like romantic relationship terms, right? Like you could say, I'm over him, but you're always talking about him and bad mouthing him and trashing him. And you're not really over it, sis. Like there's something there. Well, you're over it. You're not talking about it. You're unbothered. You're not thinking about it. You're already making moves, making plans, moving on. And so it's that same approach to anything. It's just, it's all the same, right? When you're really ready to move on, 
it's like when you talk about something being in your way, if you're on a walk and something's in your path, you're going to either step on it, step over it, step around it. You're going to find a way you're walking forward. You're not just going to stand in that place and say, God, this rock is here. If it weren't for this rock, I'd be able to walk. I'd be, you know, and so there's so much, so much. I'm, I'm so glad we're having this conversation as it relates to entrepreneurship, because you can read all the how to's and the 12 steps and, and how to start and how to, you know, the technical knowledge is there. It, that's that's there, right? But this is the hard part. This is the hard stuff. And if you don't get it right, you'll find, like I said, recreating that same condition. You can get that job. You can get, you'll be home. You'll be wherever you want to be. And you still won't be fulfilled because you'll realize, wow, this isn't all I thought. I thought this was going to be the answer to my prayers, the solution to all my problems, my be all to end all, my happily ever after. And it's like, gosh, I still got to do the work. Wow. So, yeah. No easy buttons. <laughs> Nobody yeah. makes it out alive. Yeah, I love that. And Casey, so just tell me, what is the, what is the, the one thing that you just most proud of or you're just you're super excited about as it relates to your ventures either something that happened in the past or maybe even something that's happening now that's a tough question it's a big question I think for me where I'm at right now the thing I'm most excited about is finally being at a place of true allowing. I feel like at various points along my journey, there has always been that resistance has always reared its head in some form or fashion. And it's always been like, I'm open, but I'm ready, but not too much of this, not too much of that. And so I feel this time around, I've truly I am truly in that allowing space and I've seen the, the fruit of that, you know, I've gotten some big contracts this year that the bigger than any contracts I've ever gotten. Right. And so we, you know, a, a healthy tree bears fruit. And so I'm seeing that fruit and I'm excited to continue walking along this path and just seeing even bigger wins and just building upon the, this sort of strong foundation in the next year and in the years to come. And because I'm in this place of allowing, I'm not attached. I'm not attached to a partner. I'm not attached to a name or role. I'm truly being open. And it's scary. It's very hard. It's challenging. You know, it sounds easy and sexy and cool, but it's not to minimize the work of it. It's a constant day-by-day -day reminder that, okay, I'm not in control. I'm gonna let this go. I didn't want this. I didn't, this isn't what I was supposed to look like. This is what wasn't how it's supposed to feel like, but I surrender to the process and I know what's on the other side is going to be better than anything I could have hoped for or imagined. And that's where I'm at right now. And so I'm really excited about that because it's taken a long time and many ventures. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Okay. Many business relationships, many bumps and bruises to get to this point. I love it. And you know, I'm glad that you you mentioned that it's a constant thing, like you're allowing, like it's a, it's a constant thing because yeah, it's not a one and done thing. No. And so, just, so can you talk about, or do you, is there anything that you do on a daily basis that just sort of keeps you in that space of allowing? Talking to myself and, you know, I have my, my mantra especially in moments where I start to go down the rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, but what about this? Or getting out of that gratitude space and into a complaining mode, into a sorry for myself role. I snap my, I've started snapping myself out of it by saying God is in control. And whether whatever your religious beliefs, spiritual, whatever, God or no God, but just 
that what that does is it brings me back to a remembering that there are bigger forces at work than just myself. <laughs> and that has never failed me. And so in that moment, I'm like, okay, that's like my, okay, you're right. I can do this. I can keep walking this path and just never stop learning is my mantra. I mean, if you're not learning constantly daily related to anything, it can be anything, you know, I think readers are leaders. <laughs> and if you, if you're a leader in any space, you're going to, you're committed to that evolutionary process. You know, there are no experts, especially in the type of work I do, social justice and DEI work. You have to continue evolving and be really committed to the work of sitting with yourself and re-examining. And there is no, I've arrived, right? So as soon as you get what's like in school, you graduate and then what happens? You immediately go to the next, the next grade level and the next one and the next one. And that's the goal. So those are some of my, that's for me is the strategy. And I have very, 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 very firm boundaries. I build a lot of spaciousness into my schedule, you know, to allow for personal time, to allow for family time, to allow for fun, to allow to unplug. You know, I, I'm not beholden to a nine to five, to a Nothing, you know, I, I keep those boundaries firm so that I'm always replenishing. And that's something that's taken a lot of years to figure out because in my early life, in my early entrepreneur life as an entrepreneur, it was always just go, 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 work around the clock, nine to five. And now I have a son and it just is not like that anymore. Your mom, you know, so <laughs> keeping those boundaries firm, you know, this, the scarcity mindset tells us, well, if I'm not always working, then I'm, I'm losing out on money. I'm missing out on this. Yep. That is not the position, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, thought, I, I thought it was so important to just stop and have you answer that question for everybody that's listening and watching because, you know, it is not this whole evolution and getting to this place of just sort of allowing and releasing control and, you know, growing. It's not one of those once and done mm. things. Like you've got to feed this. Mm -hmm. feed this machine right and, and and keep it at a certain level and you mature as you grow mm -hmm. right the things that you do or the things that you say or whatever it is but I think that's such a critical point for people to understand mm -hmm. like you've got to give yourself that time that space work on you every day to get yeah. to that space right know. Yeah, that's the foundational. That is the work. You know, I would say we're a trust into ourselves. Like your number one responsibility is to yourself first and foremost. You can't be of service to anybody else if you're empty, period. I mean, it's just <laughs> one plus one. You know, what do you have to offer someone else out of out of an empty, an empty space? And so keeping yourself filled, keeping yourself full is is the work. I love it. I love it. Casey, you know, this has been just like an amazing, bless my soul conversation. Yay, ditto, <laughs> ditto. I'm so grateful that you've had me on and I'm excited for what you're doing and everyone who's listening. And you can find me at highqualitytalent.com, LinkedIn, Casey Amon. And I love connecting with folks like you, Candice. And I just feel so grateful that the universe brought our paths together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And folks, just so you know, we will make sure that we've got all of Casey's info in the show notes at CandaSpears.com. So you'll be able to grab it there as well. And Casey, I just love it. Like I'm all for all the other interactions to come down yeah. the road, like sisters doing absolutely. things. 
I'm all about that every day. So thank you for being on. Absolutely. Thank you. And we are, I have, I'm a fan. So, you know, I've got, I'm staying tuned. I'm staying tuned. <laughs> the the learning that's to come from from you and your space as well so i love it well for everybody listening and watching you know what i always say take this and take action and now casey brought some serious serious jewels so if you need to rewind right take it back a few seconds seriously go back if you didn't have your pen and pad already because there was so much truth that has came out of that conversation so take this and take action i hope you have a great day a great evening whenever you're listening and we'll talk to you again very very soon adios Okay, if we're not connected on social media, what are we doing with ourselves? I'm not sure where to find you, but hopefully you can find me and we can get connected. I love to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Candace Spears. I'm also hanging around on Twitter a little bit more these days and you can find me at Cand, C-A-N-D, Spears. Same thing on Facebook, at Cand Spears. I'm also hanging around on LinkedIn, not so much on YouTube these days, but yeah, I'm there a little bit. And if ever you want to connect via email, I would love to hear from you too. You can reach out to me at Candace at CandaceSpears.com. There's so many options. There are no excuses for us to not be connected. I hope to talk to you very, very soon.